Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Sex and Other Human Activities. I am Sarah Benincasa, and that is my beloved Mr. Marcus Parks. How are you doing today, Sarah? I'm doing fine. How are you, sir? Ah, fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> As always. I understand the other day you were in a bookstore that was full of cute girls. Am uh, I allowed to say that? Absolutely, Okay. Yeah. Did no. anything secret happen at the bookstore? Were you like, eat, pray, love, this day? <laughs> No, it was just it was one of those days where you know I was kind of feeling down, and I thought like, oh, okay, I'm gonna go to a bookstore see if I can find any books on the Great Depression. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so I went I went into the bookstore and I'm kind of like just sort of looking at biographies, and out of nowhere, just like an apparition, like I hear like, hi, can I help you with anything? And I like look to my left, and there's this like six foot three girl, and I'm just like, no. Was she beautiful, like model, pretty? Oh, just absolutely beautiful, and had this like kind of accent. Uh, and then, like, I asked her, I "Was like, you have any books on the Great Depression?" And then she like showed me these books. I was like, "You know what? Life is pretty all right." You did. Like, you there, did. like there are bu- there are bookstores full of awesome, cute girls all over this city. Life's gonna be okay. Yeah, but you had been kind of like down. We were talking about romantic stuff, and you were feeling a little down. And then you sent me a text that was like, "Yeah, you know what?" And I was sending you stuff. I was like, "Do." You you should take yoga. You should find something you love to do. And then you sent me a text that was like, you know, there's nothing like being in a bookstore full of cute girls to remind you that life is okay. Yeah. <laughs> like it's pr- true. It's pretty all right. Well, we are joined today. I'm so excited by our first guest. Holy shit, Marcus. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> me too. Uh, our first guest is uh, Sirius XM radio personality, man about town, uh, f- famous for many things, for, uh, for his, his, uh, his web show. Um, where you can call him on his home phone number for his um, his, his work at the Upper Citizens Brigade, doing I think uh, the the whole live talk show in a theater concept before everybody was doing that. <laughs> doing that one of the first I remember reading articles about it, like this kid Fogelnest doing something uh. wild, <laughs> I, and, and I was like that's crazy. And uh, of course, way back when when he was tiny, Squirt TV. <laughs> so uh, so Mr. Jake Fogelnest, hello. Hello, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm awesome. This is like such a cool. I was, you know, I've said this to you guys. It's like the coolest setup you guys have here, and like it's like you're right over the train in, in Long Island City, and then it's like a theater and a really nice cafe, and then this like little studio. It's like uh, it's you, it's awesome. I know it's awesome. And Marcus built this and decorated it. And if you'll note, there is weaponry. Marcus, can you explain what's hanging <laughs> on the wall? Yeah, there's a sword. Uh, this would be my uh, double-edged Pakistani fighting sword. Sure. Uh, the owner, Rebecca Trent, gave it to me. I don't know why. Uh, she just knows that. I like swords, weaponry. I'm much more of a sword guy than a gun guy. That would, but I to say that would go nice with. I have um, Afghani war rugs, Ooh. which are which are which are really cool. They're these they're these like you know they're Afghan rugs, but they have like grenades and uh, AK-47s wow. all over them. Whoa! And it's like yeah, it's, woven into yeah, it. Yeah, it's that's the design. Oh and my I, god! I have a really funny picture of like my adorable kitty cat, and he's like hanging out, and he's like, I'm a cute cat, but underneath him are all these guns and grenades. That's what we do. We combine adorable things with horrific, violent imagery here uh, on Sex and Other Human Activities. And Jake Fogelness does, too, so it's a perfect <laughs> fit. Uh, we should say we are at the Creek and the Cave in Long Island City, New York. Uh, Long Island City, not 
technically on Long Island, although Queens is part of Long Island. Don't tell them that. <laughs> um, CreekLIC.com. They have comedy and stuff uh, seven nights a week, I think. S- seven nights a week. The best time to come if you'd like to sample the comedy here. The best night is Wednesday nights at 8 o'clock. show called Monsters, a showcase of the best alt and underground comedians that this city has to offer. Uh, if you want a primer on what this place is all about, Wednesday at 8 o'clock, 1093 Jackson Avenue, Long Island City, off the 21st Van All stop on the G train and the Vernon Jackson stop on the 7 train. And I'll one just stop say, I'm, I'm a guy that doesn't leave Manhattan. I'm one of those dudes. It was, it's real easy to get here. It's I like, it's so no easy. big deal. It's one stop on the 7. You'll be here in like two seconds. It's nothing. Don't you worry You get here about and you're like, wait a second. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you live in, uh, I know we have a lot of fans um, uh, in other parts of the country and all over the world. Like, it. You know how, if you can imagine what it's like, you know, you you tend to just do your same thing every day. Like you go, you drive to the same place, you go to the same places, you hang out in the same places. You're probably not going to go to the next town over unless you really need to. Well, uh, if you're like most people, I think. Well, here, that take that and multiply it by a million because we're like, <laughs> oh, I have to go. Oh, it's going to take me 20 minutes to get there. Oh, and you know, it's 20 minutes on a train. You're not paying for gas. Nothing. You have to listen to your iPod. Everything's fine. But we're, we're just the whiniest people. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of us. Just like, ah. And I totally am too. And I really dig it here. So come hang out with us and, and definitely um, uh, show us some love on the internets. We are at uh, Sarah at SarahBenincasa.com and of course Twitter.com slash Marcus Parks Twitter.com slash Sarah J. Benincasa and Jake is Twitter.com slash Jake Fogelness. Yes. That's, uh, good luck spelling that. <laughs> <laughs> Fogel and S. Uh oh, something amazing is going to happen because my Star Wars R two D two. You have the droid phone. I do. Oh, that's so cool. You know what? I hate the phone aspect. The internet aspect is fantastic. Yeah, um, it's really great. And in a moment, something awesome is going to happen that is going to make all the nerds out there get nerd boners. Get ready. Get set. Here we go. Oh, I can't here it wait. comes. R2-D2 appears on my phone! It's literally the <laughs> cutest thing I've ever it's seen. It's adorable. And then he looks around while the phone is sort of warming up. I want to make out with your phone. <laughs> Dude, I want to make out with my phone. Good morning, R2. And I actually um, uh, I, I actually popped the back off, and here's why. The back is supposed to look like R2-D2. I popped the back off. I have it at home. Here's why. I need to be able to take my... Um, my uh, battery out whenever it possible because A, this phone fucking sucks and it freezes a lot, but B, I sometimes when in the mood to do the flirting texting Mm -hmm. and this is something I I think it would be lovely for us to talk about up top, when I'm in the mood to do the flirting texting or the sexy texting I sometimes do the double text The double text? What is the double text? The double text is the greatest sin of flirtation, boys. <laughs> the double text is when you text someone and he or she does not text back and you think to yourself, oh, I just need to text again. Uh, and then he'll really love me. So you text, so what are you doing tonight? Nothing else. Yet nothing back. You might even wait an hour and get nothing back. For me, I like to wait mm, five minutes. <laughs> nothing back. Then you go, 
Ha, it would be really cool to see you. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> wink, wink, emoticon. And then you just get into, and, and it, if you're sexy texting too, if you're already like, you're sexy texting, he's sexy text back, you're sexy. If you do the double sexy text, that's a problem because maybe he was like getting into it and then he got bored or maybe he's like just jacking it and has an image in his head and he doesn't need his phone going beep to show right. him there's another text. You just look desperate like, what are you wearing? No, seriously, what the fuck are you wearing? <laughs> It's gross. And so I need to be able to shut my phone off very quickly sometimes so that I don't do the double text. Or more often, if I'm going to be honest, the dreaded. It's like the Dread Pirate Roberts of texts. The dreaded triple text. Here's the rule of thumb I've found. And and I I don't know what the the droid equivalent is. But for the iPhone, um, you want to look at the balance between the colors in the text. Like, oh. if you are, uh, like, you're going to be green and they're going to be white. These, that, that's how it is on the iPhone. Is there, if there, if the green to white ratio in your texting is not equal, you're texting that person too much. That's a good point. Mm, that's, that's a, a very good, good point. point. I like it. Marcus, what about you? How, how do you approach the uh, the flirtation or even the, the sexy time via texting? Well, I've only done the sexy texting once. Really? Only what? once? Only once. Well, what? Not, not once with one girl. Multiple times. But you're a oh, handsome, that. sexy son of a bitch. All I, day long. Yeah. <laughs> Thousands of different weirdos. Damn. Uh, I, I, I don't know what it is. Like, at first, it was very weird. Because it started off with, you know, sexy I aming. Because uh, this was a very sexy girl mm-hmm. uh, and very uh, amorous. Ooh. Let's go ahead and say very amorous. And she started just sending me the nastiest stuff. <laughs> like what? Like what? Like what? <laughs> like what? Like what? Like what? Like, mm, I'm thinking about your dick in my ass right now. Whoa! I'm talking about like Marriage a good material. Start. Nasty, <clears throat> nasty That's stuff. That's a wife right there. But then I'm here at work. I mean, it's like 4 p.m. on a Tuesday. Quit and your job. Keep your priorities straight, man. It's like 4 p.m. on a Tuesday, and I have to like text her back, like, "Hey, listen, I'm at work. I can't stand up right now, and I need to. (laughs) (laughs) I need to be around there. Like, I run around a lot, and I'm like, let's wait until later. Uh, And it's one of those like I've never really gotten into the whole. I'm just not good at the one-handed typing. Yeah, you know, with like, jacking I, it and typing. Yeah, with at the jacking same it and time. typing it, you know, which is fine. My favorite thing to do, though, which uh, I, this is veering a little bit off topic, but still somewhat in the same realm, uh, doing the IM while both of you are watching the same porno clip. What? That's I've, I've genius. Never done that. I've done it, and I haven't done it in a while, <gasps> yeah. and it's a genius way to spend your life. It is. <laughs> yeah. Jake no. and Marcus, you, I didn't know, even know this existed. I oh, feel like yeah. we're in a whole yeah. new world. No, you got it. You, you like because you know, like if you're really um, in in lust or, or or love, hopefully lust, uh, you'll find that you do share kind of the same taste in porn, mm-hmm. and um, so you'll find something. And you'll be like, I got a clip you're gonna love. You gotta, you know, load this up right now, and then it's just like, Are you watching? Yeah, it's hot. This is fucking hot. Yeah, you know, it's like, it's like the best. I don't. I feel like. I haven't done that nearly enough. Like that's uh, awesome. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, it's, <gasps> it's one of those things where you're doing it and you're like, I live in the capital T, capital F future. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, it's not just supermarket doors that open automatically anymore. <laughs> We've reached the next level. Well, I, I want to get into some uh, some listener mail, and we absolutely love listener mail. We're getting more and more of it every week, which is pretty awesome. Um, and we're only we've only been doing this for about a, a month and some change now. Uh, this is our sixth or seventh episode, somewhere around there. I think this is episode six. I'm not sure. It's just it's just flying by. <laughs> but we packed a few. We've packed. A f- we like dropped a few extras together in the beginning. I think so. It's, I think it's been like a five weeks or something. Six weeks, five weeks. Yeah. And um, so we've been getting awesome, uh, awesome listener mail, and you can send it to sarah at sarahbenincasa.com. That's S-A-R-A-B-E-N-I-N-C-A-S-A.com. And this comes from Chris in Chicago, and I, I really wanted to hear what both of you guys had to say about this, if, if you've been there before. Um, and listeners, feel free if, uh, to, to give us some feedback on it, and we'll talk about what you have to say in the next episode. <clears throat> All right. You guys started talking on episode five about past partners possibly interacting with current partners. My ex-wife and I parted on very good terms to the point that we went to the divorce proceedings in the same car. And I took her immediately after to change her name back to her maiden name. That's pretty awesome. It's nice, yeah. to get, nice that you had a, she had a ride for that. She did. <laughs> That's super nice. We still talk occasionally, but neither makes a huge effort. Okay, cool. So they're not like up each other's butts, but you they're know. They're not still in love. Yeah. It's, right. They're it's friends. civil and it's okay. That's awesome. I am best friends with her brother. Play poker and softball all the time with him. So the paths cross every so often. However, my current wife cannot handle this. She just gets so angry about it if I talk with the ex. Now, the ex always asks how we are and if she is doing well, if, if the new wife is doing well specifically. And the ex has also expressed interest in meeting the current wife because she wants her to know that there is no threat there. We had no kids and just split everything down the middle and moved on. I now have a 10-month-old son with my current wife of three years, by the way, and I have never had the desire to get back with the ex. Yet my current wife will just not accept it. Mm-hmm. I need some advice as to how to handle the situation. My wife has no problem with me being friends with the brother. Okay, that's good. Nor with talking with the ex-in-laws. They still are at the softball games that he plays. I'm sure they have like a beer league or something. Those games are fucking fun, too. (laughs) This issue has caused numerous and heated debates and fights. My current wife has no contact with any of her exes. She thinks it's completely weird. I admit that this situation is not the norm, but I really don't see the harm. I could use some sage-like advice. Thanks for the help. Chris in Chicago. I wrote back, like, when I wrote back to him and told him we'd talk about this, the first thing I said was, holy shit, Chris, you sound like a good dude. Your Mm. ex sounds rad, and your current sounds insecure and jealous. I personally can relate to both these women, because I can. From from the girl side of things, I can relate to both of them. The ex wants to make everything okay. She wants to make everything nice. She wants to feel like there's not someone out there who hates her, because it sucks. Some people feed off the idea like hate us be hating oh shit hate us be hating <laughs> i've never been one of those people i'm more of like you hate me why can't we be best friends and both of those attitudes are fucking stupid <laughs> there's there's a happy medium but it sounds like the the ex-wife has her heart in the right spot um the current wife i understand her trepidation because you know i'm seeing somebody right now and he said to me that that the reason people get concerned about exes is because once you've gone there, y- you know what's there. It's a known entity, right? Like, literally, I know your dick. <laughs> I know your pussy. And presumably it was a reasonably good time. Um, and so there's always that chance of, like, well, I could go back to that. I don't have to do the work of meeting someone new. It's so easy just to go yeah. back to that. So 
Jake, what do you think? I mean, do you stay friends with your exes? How do the current ones feel about that? 99.9% of the time, um, and I may be a weird, strange person, but yeah, I stay friends with my exes. There is nobody, I mean, first of all, I, I should preface, it's so bizarrely rare for me to be in an actual relationship with a human being. Like, it just, <laughs> I don't do that very often. I, I am, um, I, I, you know, D- David Spade, I understand it. You know, I, I will be that guy at 40 with, you know, like that. That's my future, and, and I've come to terms with it, and it's okay. But on the occasions where I've ended up in a relationship, yeah, absolutely, I've stayed friends with pretty much every single ex-girlfriend going back to when I was 13 years old. I will still get um, Facebook messages from my eighth-grade girlfriend. That's awesome! You know, um, and, and it's just uh, normal to me because I I feel like when you have those breakups, like... Well, why does it have to? Why does it have to be awful? Like you know, like I just I've never would let any sort of relationship get to a point of such discontent that hate would become involved. Like it's just not. It's not who I am as a person. How do the next? How do the current? If you have a current girlfriend, have you ever had an issue with a current girl being? Concerned about about you being friends with exes. It, it hasn't it hasn't happened to me. Um, in in you know, but again, like I think by the time the next girl comes around, I'm not like so buddy buddy with the ex. It's more like, oh, this is my ex girlfriend. Oh, how are you? And then you cross paths. But it's different in. In a marriage situation, mm-hmm. you know, these guys were, you know, married. They were really in each other's lives. It, you know, there's mutual friends uh, with with the brother. Th- they're entrenched. To me, um, this does not sound like a guy who's like in love with his ex. No, and, like, I don't get know, that vibe at all. No, and and I and and I think it's sort of like, well, just just relax and and have some trust in the relationship. This, he's the father of your your kid, and you know, like. It's okay. It's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, shit, yeah, it's easy to go back there again. It's like there's no stress involved. And like, uh, like, ah, oh, wow, 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 we got drunk and fucked. Sorry. <laughs> you know, that could so I happen. want that to be the sex voice. Sorry. I don't know why. Ooh, yeah, say it again. Apparently, <laughs> 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 when I fuck, I'm Grover from the Muppets. Uh, but, but no, but, it, you know, that, that does happen. Because it certainly happened to me where it's just like, oh, hey. Ex-girlfriend, how are you? Oh, oh now we've had sex. Blah, 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 blah. What happened? Yeah. It happened, you know. Um, but you can't do that in a marriage, you know. I, you, that just it, it that can't happen. So, but at the same time, trust the motherfucker a little bit. He's been with you. I feel like he's been with you for three years. You didn't. They didn't get married because she got knocked up, and he he's you know he did it at, to, to be a good guy or something. I mean, the, they've been married for three years. The kid's only ten months old. Like clearly, they got married because they wanted to get married. Presumably, they were in love. And what I want to know, Marcus, is from your perspective, like, do you think it's unreasonable that the current wife has these jealousies? <sighs> I, I can say I know where, just like you, I can see where she's coming from, but the point to which this is happening, where the fights are so you know heated and the fights are so recent, or not recent, uh, regular, mm-hmm. uh, it seems a little bit much. There's something going on with this woman that he hasn't figured out yet. Yes. Like, I, I think that's what it is, is that there's something that's in this woman's brain, in her past, something that neither one of them have figured. Maybe she hasn't figured it out yet. Maybe neither one of them know. Um, and what I want to know is, is uh, like, I find it, they've been married for three years, and yet there it seems like there's been no resolution or even come close to any kind of rev- resolution 
on this issue. And I find that a little strange that, I, I mean, what I would like to know is like what the progression of the arguments have been or yeah. if it have, have the arguments changed over time or has it just been the same argument over and over again? I'm also wondering, this woman clearly, his current wife clearly knew what she was getting into. Let's assume even if, if they only dated for six months before they got married, let's just guess that that happened. So she knew probably from month one that he was still close with the ex and yet she still chose to marry him. Perhaps she thought that she was using magical thinking, which we all do sometimes, that once they got hitched, he would, wouldn't be friends with the, you know, the, the brother anymore yep, yeah. or that she, he would get away from all that. But I'll save him. Yeah, like, whoa, it'll be different. But it's not. And I will, I will say from my perspective to, the, to this woman, as somebody who is jealous, which I have blamed at various times on being a Scorpio or being Sicilian or whatever, but it comes down to um, there's a certain, I think, territorial impulse that humans have. But ultimately, irrational jealousy comes from insecurity. So to her, I would say something that I have learned. Your jealousy will push him away. If you want to push your, per- your guy away, not necessarily into the other woman's arms, but into someone else's arms, or at least away from you, the fastest way to do it is to be extraordinarily jealous because you become you become a source of of nagging to him you become a source of stress to him and you become annoying to him big time and i, I have, tell you i've been that person i have been with people who were those people and it really has i've had ex you know like i've had ex girlfriends with their current boyfriend call me up and they'll be like i'm not allowed to talk to you and it and you know like this and they want like, to that makes them want to yeah. more oh and i will hear from them nonstop at that point <laughs> and it's just like, like i don't want to get you in trouble you just know? checking in with you Absolutely. uh still not allowed to talk to you yeah, literally to say nothing. Like, hey, what's going on? You know, j- just because it's like, oh, I can't do that. It's like, you, you don't touch that thing. Okay. And you want to touch it constantly. It's, it's yeah, be, everybody just has to be be nice and respect each other and and, uh, and be cool, yo. Easy yeah. to say. Yeah. But very hard. But that's the thing is that I don't know what advice to give this guy. I mean, it seems like the advice we should give is to the wife. Yeah, it seems like she should be in touch with us. And she, my guess is that she would probably have a laundry list of examples of times where she felt he had chosen the other person over her, or you know, it was my birthday and she called and you got on the phone with her, yep. or it's you know, it was you were emailing with her and you lied to me and said that you didn't, but then I looked through your email and found it, all that <laughs> yeah. stuff. And like, what I can say, yeah, our advice is to the wife. I think what what he needs to do. And I'm sure you've done this before, Chris, from Chicago, but you need to sit her down real calm-like. Don't try to be sweet and don't try to placate and don't try to do any of the stuff you usually do. But you got to just sit her down on a couch uh, when the kid is being babysat or is asleep or something and just look at her and go, listen, I really want to talk to you about this. This has been a problem throughout our relationship. You are pushing me away by by being so continually insecure and jealous. And here's why. Because it says to me that you do not trust me. Mm-hmm. And that really hurts me. It's not about me being friendly with the ex. It's not about me still having positive, feel, albeit non-sexual, feelings toward her. It's about that your insecurity and jealousy is about you. It's not about me. But the message you are sending me is, Chris from Chicago, <laughs> I do not trust you. And as your husband and as the father of your child, I find that deeply insulting and it's upsetting. And it will cause permanent damage to this relationship. You need to change and you need to work on it. You may even want to say... 
I think you're in. I understand uh, a bit of jealousy, but this has gotten to such a bad point that I think it might have to do with some really deep seated stuff inside you. And I think you might want to talk to a counselor about it. And she might feel, you know, fly off the handle and be all pissed and all that shit. Absolutely. Just yeah. walk away. Just walk away. And just go, sure, I said my piece and walk away. And be like, I, and by the way, I love you. You know what yeah. I mean? I oh, wanna, yeah. I'm here. That we're going to, we're going to, we'll fix this. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm here for you, but like, you got to deal with your shit. Yeah. You got to deal with your shit. And she may be so, sometimes it's so much easier for us to cling to our crazy beliefs that hurt us rather than to take the risk. Because she may think, I used to think that the only way I could keep someone interested in me was through this magical thinking of being jealous. Like, it's very strange. It's, it's common to anxious people and obsessive people. We think like... Okay, this by me having this thought over and over again, or me doing this specific act over and over again, I am protecting myself from worse pain. I know it doesn't make sense; it's a it's a mental illness thing, <laughs> um, but it's uh, you know, and I don't know to what extent. And to, your, to me, your wife doesn't sound mentally ill; she just sounds jealous. But um, it, she, you know, there's no way you can get through to her. If she's not willing to hear it, but you need to, for your own sanity, sit her down, give her the straight talk, and then continue your life as you've been as you've been doing, you know. And uh, thank God she doesn't seem to mind him being best friends with the brother. She seems doesn't seem to mind the the in laws. She's so, halfway there. She's halfway yeah. there. I mean, this girl like isn't crazy, you know. No, she's no, no, no. A, a really crazy person would be like, you cannot talk to anyone you ever know before me. <laughs> I would like to quote Liz Fair, who has a delightful song called Jealousy, which I feel is a wonderful thing, and I I do. Believe believe that you should listen to it, Chris, from Chicago. And she says, I can't believe you had a life before me. I can't believe they let you run around free. And that, in essence, is describing what your ex-wife is dealing with. She needs to accept that you had a life before her and that your life didn't stop and then restart when you met her. The wisdom of Liz Fair. <laughs> and uh, if you would like to chat with us, of course, you can email us, Sarah at SarahBenincasa.com. Now, I want to say we got some fan art Oh, which my is God. so fucking rad. Which I know, Jake, I sent it to you, yeah, I think. It's awesome. And it's especially awesome in light of the fact that I'm uh, I'm hosting the upcoming Planned Parenthood NYC annual rock and roll benefit. It's oh, called Row cool. on the Rocks. And it's uh, it's uh, got, it's April 4th. You go to ppnyc.org to get your tickets. I host. And it's got, um, okay, I don't know how to say this. Okay, is, Jake will probably know. Is it? Thou or Tao and Tao Tao and the Get Down Stay Down. I'll tell you what, because I was like, I'm here with. I was interviewing. I was like, I'm here with Thou. She's like, you know what? It's Tao. I was like, thank you. She's like, you know what? It's Tao. Okay, so it's Tao. She's great. So, oh, cool. Tao with the Get Down Stay Down. Tao with the Get Down Stay Down uh, is headlining, and Anna Edgy, I think is her name, and the Blood Sugars are playing too. I need to really up my music knowledge before I host this fucker. (laughs) So anyway, I had told a story. and uh, and Chris chose to illustrate it. The story was about when I went to Planned Parenthood um, to get the morning after pill or emergency contraception. I was very upset. I was very distraught and really in a bad in a bad place emotionally. And I got out of the cab at like seven in the morning when I was about twenty five, twenty six years old. And this protester with a Bible, this big big man who looked kind of like Santa Claus but evil, yelled at me, "Murderer!" And I said, "Not yet." <laughs> I hadn't taken anything yet. Um, um, and uh, so Chris wrote to us, my wife Ellen and I have become big fans of sex and other human activities. A few days ago, the two of us were listening to episode four in the car and laughing hysterically at your one night stand story. Um, he draws comics and his wife, uh, his wife saw it. He had drawn a, a, a sketch 
for her because he thought it would make her laugh, and she said that that he had to send it to us. So he did, and it's fucking awesome. We're going <laughs> to upload it on sarahbenacosta.com slash blog with this episode so you can see it. It's rad. It is by Chris Pierce, and um, Chris is twitter.com slash C-A-P-E-A-R-C-E-81, twitter.com slash C-A-Pierce-81. And if you want to look at Chris's stuff, he does a daily a daily comics journal. He's also a school teacher in Ohio. Fucking rad. And um, he is, I wish he was in the Lima school system because that's where Glee is. Okay, <laughs> I'm an asshole. It's called Teachable Moments and uh, it is, let's see, it's Chris Pierce, Chris P-E-A-R-C-E dot wordpress.com and we'll get those links up for you too. So Chris, thank you so much. Ellen, thank you so much. It's fucking awesome. I like, I'm getting out of, I look so stressed getting out of the cab <laughs> and I really was. I was like, this sucks. That's a beautiful story too with the, the, uh, the, 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 uh, who came to escort you and just yes. the way they're trained to distract you and like. They're wonderful girls. I really, oh like I was like, wow, that made, it was just Thank like, you for this. listening to it. Oh yeah, that yeah, yeah no, I, and I just yeah, was like, that's so such a sweet it. story and like. It was know. and I'm so thrilled because at this thing with Dow and the Get Down, Stay Down, the Row on the Rocks benefit at Bowery Ballroom, April 4th, a big, it, it, it holds about 500 people, and um, all of the Planned Parenthood escorts are going to be there. Oh, cool. Rocking out. So I'm super excited. I want to, like, take a picture with them and be like, thank you, girls. Thank you. Now, let's see. I know we had, oh, Abe. We had to, t- remember Abe, remember, did you, I, I sent... Abe's uh, thing to us. Let me look it Abe, up. Abe Froman, the sausage king of Chicago. <laughs> Correct. No, Abe Vagoda, awesome. the sausage king of my pussy. <laughs> Let's see, I had a weird day at Conan once. I was doing like you know those Conan bits, and like it was just me, Abe Vagoda, and child actors. Oh, that's awesome. That was a whole day, um, and uh, and then I. That's was so like, cool. I didn't know you did bits on Conan. Every once in a while, you know, you dress up like in a, a cockroach costume or something. Retarded. <laughs> that's I, so not, cool. Not in years, you know, because well, you know. They haven't been here in years. But Jake yeah. Fogelnest of jakefogelnest.com is the quintessential, uh, I feel, New Yorker. You oh, are the quintessential. Really? Yeah, you've All done right. like everything. You, you you always do cool, neat things in New York with cool, like with art and with um, entertainment and and media and all kinds of stuff. I'm just you being Miley. You're just being yourself. Oh, <laughs> it is a fact that I had a crush on you when I was 14. Aww. I did, <laughs> That's awesome. and I once called your show because. Let me see. Did Liz Fair ever play? Was she, she ever did. on the show? Yeah, I she did. I think that is why I started listening to Liz Fair because who I'm obsessed wow. with now, or That's, have been for years. She's first of all, she's amazing and lovely and rad, and she's uh, totally great. She's the coolest ever. Um, yeah, no, she came and you know because we did it in my bedroom, my actual bedroom yeah, when for, I was a kid. For those of you who are too young to remember, which is <laughs> which so is fucking fucking fun. <laughs> there are people listening to this right now who are born. After who were born after Squirt TV went off the air? Oh, are you? Kidding? We've gotten email from I, kids who are like fifteen, sixteen. I, yeah. I did a, a, a. I got a call from CNN the other day. Um, my fr- I've become friendly with um, this girl Liz Lee, who's on, uh, who's a teenager on. Well, she's not anymore. She just turned twenty, but she is a teenager on MTV. Life of her, Liz. Yeah, my life is. Liz. My life is Liz. She is amazing and, and everything. So I got this call from CNN, and they were like, uh, "What do you think about the new generation of nerds on MTV?" Oh and this God. amazing article. <laughs> I was just like, wow, I'm fucking old. <laughs> like, what? But uh, Liz somewhere, is still... Somewhere Kurt Loder is slitting his wrist. Yeah. <laughs> I saw John Norris that. recently. Oh, and, really? Yeah, he's looked great. Does he, he have the blonde... Like, the, yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blonde highlights stuff. He just came up to Sirius to just hang out. And, and he was, I was oh, like, oh, wow, cool. man, you're John Norris. You, 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 you're the coolest. One time he... Uh, 
uh, complimented me on uh, my jacket at an Interpol concert. <laughs> Because I and it was awesome because I like grew up like yeah. watching them on MTV and I got to say I uh, your show was on before I got MTV at my house like I, we got like I'm 28 yeah and we got MTV whenever I was like 12 yeah, or yeah. something like that but I remember seeing a promo for your show while I was in a hotel room <laughs> once and I was like that looks really cool I want to watch oh, that wow, but yeah. I actually never did get to see it yeah you guys Squirt TV was a show <laughs> that Jake did in his um, in his bedroom yeah I started it on. Uh, public access uh, when I was like 15 years old from New York City. It was just like, you know, a goofy show that I hosted out of my bedroom. And then um, for some reason, like, and this is like pre-internet, pre-YouTube or any of that stuff, like people started watching it and passing tapes around and and it became like a thing and then it became an MTV show. Um, And then I uh, developed a a minor heroin problem and then it ended. Yay! Wow, you got that out of the way young. Oh huh? yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got I got that out of the way young, and then I had you know I had, again some little troubles, but uh, no, many many years sober now. I don't. I don't oh, do Mazeltov, congratulations! Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey. Awesome. Well, at I, least it was minor. Yeah, no, it was a little, little, little problem. So. I have a friend. I'm sober except they do a lot of cocaine. Is that? A, <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Okay, cool. It's not no, a problem. I don't do any of I have a friend who was a heroin addict when we were 15, and she would like nod off in the middle of English class. Yeah. And, it's the best way um, to do English class, totally, by the way. Wonderful. Not that I recommend anybody do that. <laughs> she was like, I'd be like, what's going on? And she's just tired all the time. Yeah, and, you know, got arrested, went to rehab and all that stuff. And now she is a... Um, she is an assistant district attorney with a, a state government that I will not name. That is um, awesome. But, uh, I mean, the girl, when I heard this girl was in law school, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I, I guess you, she, I mean, I knew she kicked it, but yeah. it's, it's No, you can get better. You, you, you really, can get much better. You and really it's can. pretty great to kick stuff because then when you see what your life can be like, or like Marcus and I both, we talk on the show pretty frequently about dealing with mental illness and stuff. And like from a young age and. When you take steps to get better, like admit you have a problem and take steps to get better, it's a really good thing because the process can suck ass. Oh, but it sucks. Like later, well, I'm sure. Yeah. Like heroin, I've I've I have heard a rumor the DTs ain't no party. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 <laughs> you know, it's not the worst thing that you can detox off of. The, the, the really? worst thing is like uh, the, all the Xanax and Valium and stuff because that will literally like you can literally die from that. Nobody ever dies from from heroin withdrawal. It's just a really shitty couple of days. You feel terrible. Uh, but you will get through it with like the people that and that's why I like all the prescription medication addiction now like it freaks me out because you know Xanax and stuff you'll get a seizure if you stop taking that in the wrong way too quickly it's like if people are over medicated and it's fucked up and you know we gotta do something like even antidepressants mm-hmm. Same, like, yeah. like mm-hmm. antidepressants I was on uh, let's see here um Zoloft. Zoloft. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm still on the Lamictal. Yeah, yeah. Yay L- for Lamictal. <laughs> like, no, no, some of that thing. stuff is great. And yeah. like, Prozac saved your life. Prozac yeah. saved it, my it, life. It really did. Like, I've been on it for like five years now, and it saved my life. Not changed my life. Yeah, saved, saved my it. life. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I was still getting some kind of ups and downs and everything. So I figured, you know, instead of just increasing the Lamictal, which is what I ended up doing and ended up fixing a lot of stuff, I was just taking antidepressants. They were just throwing them at me. I had a psychiatrist. Yeah. She was a pill thrower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, wouldn't listen to me at all, and would just go, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. All right, we're gonna put you on a bunch of Zoloft. Yeah, uh, and whenever I came off of it, uh, if you don't decrease it incrementally, like by like fifty milligrams 
each week. When like I came off it completely, you get junky shivers. Yeah, like I would be walking down the street and I just all of a sudden like my whole body would just kind of tense up and I'd almost fall down. And it's the worst feeling I've ever had. Uh, and like the withdrawal, like you're saying like prescription drug withdrawals. I mean, it's dangerous. It's no joke. Like, no, it's, it's really dangerous. It's no joke. The good, yeah, but the, but the, and people get so freaked out and afraid of the withdrawals that they think that it's going to be like the end of the world and and like that will keep them in this cycle of it. It's mm. just like you can get better. It's not you're going to be all right. You know, it's just it's, there's just ways to do it. There's ways to deal with it. And and once but like even the once the drugs are out of your system and stuff, it's it's about like you know talking to people. You got to yeah. talk to people. Like you can't not talk to people. That, yeah, that. you can't just be like, I'm fine. Yeah, no, that's that's the surefire way to get right back on drugs is like not deal with any of the mental stuff. Too. Absolutely. I mean, it's hard when you there's some people who I, I do believe that there are some people who can quit certain things cold turkey. And there are other people who who benefit better from like group from a group like a you know, yeah, there's working all a program. There's like a lot, but like you have to get some. You got to talk to fucking somebody. Got to do something. You're not like you're not Jesus, even if no. you think that you are. Which probably except for drugs. Charlie Sheen, he's right. got it all perfectly <laughs> he fine. Is no, he's Jesus. Do, he's doing everything great. No, he's everything's working out great for him. You guys, I have to. This is we'll get to Abe's thing in a mo, but I have to tell you something. So okay. <clears throat> so I'm off birth control. May or may not be a good idea, but I got off birth control months ago because, you know, I didn't really need to be on it. Um, so I, I got off of it. And, um, you know, I was like, eh. I mean, I'm totally, you know, pro the pill and everything. But I was just kind of like, I'm not going to stuff my body full of these drugs if I don't need to. Um, I wasn't having sex on a regular basis. Excuse me. So I was like, condoms, they're, my, they're our friends. Um, okay. So, uh, so being off the pill, and I was on Prozac, and being off the pill um, is interesting because it. I find that I getting back into sex, <laughs> um, I get I like lubricate more, and which is fun. And then I've been like gradually reducing Prozac. Um, I I love Prozac, <laughs> but I've been gradually reducing it to see every few years. I'll gradually reduce my intake of Prozac with a doctor yeah. to see, be like, hey, can I? Because I've been on something since I was 16 and I'm 30 now. So I'm like, every few years, I'm like, well, let's see how we do. See how we're doing. A little, yeah, see how we're like doing. You get a little stronger in, in just dealing with life. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, you as you get medicine. older. Yeah. And it's like, well, you know, let's let's see. Um, and I would never advise anyone to do that unless, you know, you're in a good place and you're working with a doctor. Yep. So I've been like experimenting with being on lower doses and all that. And here's what I've noticed. And this is bringing it to a, a subject I wanted to get to in another episode. Since I have stopped, or like not stopped, but re- vastly reduced over time the amount of Prozac that I take, I have started squirting. <laughs> like epically. <laughs> like epic porn squirt. Nuts. <laughs> Nuts. Like ruined. I, th- I have. I was like, what the fuck is going on? One time recently, I said, it won't stop in the middle of it. I just yelled, it, which is an interesting thing to yell during sex. I was like, it won't stop. And I was like, is someone going to hear this and think there's a non-consensual sexual <laughs> encounter happening? It won't stop. It just wouldn't. 
And I would really like to talk about squirting if we could, because it's, I mean, squirting with female ejaculation. I was never allowed to say squirting on, on Cosmo Radio. That's so weird. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's all kinds of shit that I couldn't say. Um, I couldn't say pussy. couldn't say fuck. couldn't say cunt. It on was satellite radio. Yeah, couldn't say it. It's just so strange to me. I know. It's so different from, from XMU and and, uh, and Alt Nation and the, yeah. the serious stuff that you do. So, uh, so it was just, but I suppose I didn't really need to say squirting that much then because I wasn't really doing it. So <laughs> I have... I, I really, like, I have before. Like, I've squirted before while I was on Prozac, while I was on the pill, all that stuff. Um, but this is out of control. And it's happened every time. Every time. Since I got to a very low dose of Prozac, it has happened every time I put a penis or, a, like, a finger inside my vagina. Wow. Can you do it on command or is it involuntary? I cannot do it on command. It is involuntary. Um, and of course, uh, so female ejaculation uh, com- does not come from the uh, the vagina. It comes from the urethra. It travels just like if you're a boy and you're listening. It just how you know you have the the, the special thing inside you. I think I forget if it's the epididymis or the vas deferens or what that that special flap. I like to call it heart. <laughs> <laughs> it's the heart <laughs> that prevents your from peeing when you're coming, um, but but it goes through the same tube. So. This it emerges from the urethra, but it's not urine. It is produced. Uh, we, we were looking it up one time. Mm-hmm. It's produced. Uh, I'm gonna look it up on my phone right now. So it's it's produced mysteriously up top. It really is mysterious. It's super mysterious, and I am. Um, it's one of life's great mysteries. It's wonderful. <laughs> I have a, a wonderful, wonderful. Uh, uh, associate who I haven't spoken to in a while, and I would love to talk to him and maybe even have him on the show. Dr. Sharon Moalem, an observant Orthodox Jew, totally fucking adorable, like, dude. Um, he is a New York Times bestselling author. Go to Sharon, it's Sharon, M O A L E M dot com, Sharon Moalem. He wrote Survival of the Sickest, and he wrote a great book called How Sex Works. And he's just fantastic. And so he would come into my old radio show, sporting his yarmulke, um, being adorable. <laughs> and I'd be like, um, hey, so let's talk about uh, female ejaculation. And his specific area of study, he focuses on female ejaculation. And I said to him, I'm like, Dr. Moal, I'm like, well, where does it come from? And he's like, I know this is going to sound weird because I'm a you know, I'm a PhD and this is my area of expertise, but we don't quite know. He was able to tell me about the chemical composition of the substance, which is very watery. It's clear. I don't remember what he said. I think it's mostly sugar, (laughs) but it's not urine. (laughs) Um, uh, It it is the exact source and nature of the fluid continues to be a topic of debate among medical professionals and is related to doubts over the existence of the G-spot. Okay, the G-spot fucking exists. Yeah, Yeah, it does. It exists. We all know it exists. Um, But it is just, we don't really know where it comes from. I like to think of the scientist who's like, there's no such thing as the G spot. It's because you have not found it. You obviously, found it, and your wife hates you. It's also. not that hard to find, right? It's you. really He's not. Like, no. He's like, you know, it's, it's like one of the first things I uh, figured out whenever I started eating pussy. Yeah, man. It's yeah. really uh, back and to the left. You just got to remember yeah. the JFK assassination. <laughs> exactly. That's just what I always think about. And then a back of your head, <laughs> back of your head blows off. It's if it's a really fucking. If it's good, really good. Orgasm, You're doing it right. Jackie will reach for a piece. 
base of your skull. You know, what I'd like to know with this guy, I mean, he studies this, and, you know, obviously, you know, he has, you know, he knows what the makeup is, uh, of it is. How does he find research subjects? And how does it's that research go? It's very difficult because very few people are willing to yeah. be a researcher. But it's such a big porn thing. Oh like, yeah, it's a huge. Uh, it's not. It's not a fetish that I'm particularly uh, uh, drawn to. But it's like a huge. Like you can find some squirt porn. It's you know, not I've been kind of getting into it just a little bit lately. Really? Yeah. I, like, I've never like, really looked like at it. Actually. Reverse bukkake. Wow. Yeah, uh, it, it's kind of it's kind of cool. Like I I can't really explain it, but I don't it's think I've really watched it. Yeah, it's that's weird because I watch so much porn. Well, I have a wide palette. Yeah. When it comes to porn, like I don't really specialize in anything. I don't have like a, a certain fetish or anything. I mean, I like to watch as much. I like to expose myself to as much as possible. Sure. Uh, and it's it's kind of fascinating to watch. Well, it also it'll do a burst forth, and like some people will say, oh, it's urine. There've been all these conflicting. You know, uh, all these conflicting um, studies on it that say it's it's due to what's called stress incontinence, which is not like being stressed. It's in the in the sense that oh, I'm so upset about work. Just that there's <laughs> stress being placed down there, and so it, it it is produced. But then, you know, they've they've done a lot of research. Like the vast majority of the research on it, which has been not much, has focused on analyzing the chemical content and some there sometimes there is there's some urine in it because it, it picks up some it's stuff along the way yeah, yeah yeah but um and i'm sure the same as it could be said of, of cum but um it uh it's different it's got like higher levels of um of of sugar in it mm. <laughs> and it sure does if you look it smells different like if you ever smelled it it smells different and it um it, it looks different i mean like, let's say, for me, when I don't drink enough water, you guys, I will have a dark yellow pee. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to own it. <laughs> I'm a fucking human. Hey, I'll, I'll, own I'll, own a, I'll own let's up to own that. It. Yeah. But that does not happen to me. No, of course not. with these people. You love water. <laughs> but whenever I squirt, it is never, even if, like, right before, you know, even if that day I was, you know, I had a dark yellow pee, um, when I squirt, it's always crystal clear, like crystal Pepsi. Yeah, wow, which they really do need to bring back. God, oh, they do. God, and remember the so good. the Van yeah. Halen com- music. Yeah, right now. Right now. Hey, <laughs> they were there. Crystal oh, Pepsi. Right now. Right now. Someone I, is drinking Crystal Pepsi. Like, why did like why not make that anymore? Everybody loves it. I know. And I don't. I've never met anyone that's like, oh, Crystal Pepsi. That was bullshit. No, it it's was the amazing. Best. Yeah. Crystal Pepsi is the female ejaculation of soda. <laughs> <laughs> there should be more of it. It's mysterious and it's fucking awesome and it goes really well with Van Hagar. <laughs> you know, if no one, uh, if people listening have never either uh, experienced it or seen it or anything like that, the best way I could describe female ejaculation, it's like, say, you know, whenever you have a, like, a hose, like water hose, and you put your thumb over it? Yes. It, that's pretty much what it is, for the most part. It just, it's just, a, like, it, I used to not squirt. Um, well, that's that's. I squirting. used to not squirt TV. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> waiting for it this whole time. When are they going to make the comparison? It took me a minute. It, was, w- like, it was a show about uh, female ejaculation was, and transvestitism. And a 15-year-old boy. <laughs> it was pretty good. And Liz Fair, and that's why I love Liz Fair today. I, I'm going to play Liz Fair at my wedding. Um, you know who else you had on the show who I was really into? Wait, hold on. Oh, God, what was their name? 
Gore. I know no. my chicken. Oh, Chibomato. Chibomato. Oh, yeah. my God. I love Chibomato. And they jumped up and down right. on your yeah. bed. And yeah. I was like, That's yeah. pretty great. It was pretty It was pretty cool. They're awesome. That's a rock and roll. Okay. And Wesley Willis. Ah, Wesley. Yeah. You first had Wesley Willis on your first show? First time he was ever on MTV, and I'm very, very proud of that. Um, Wesley Willis, uh, my friend Dan Field, who actually uh, manages Weezer now. Cool. Um, and like ran, he ran the X-Large store. Beastie Boys like yes. invested in this clothing line, and they had a store in Chicago. And Wesley Willis would come in all the time and be like, I have a CD. Uh, I'm going to write a song called Dan Field, the X-Large Store. You know, he's just, he was just a local kind of Chicago guy. Um, chronic schizophrenic rock star. Um, and uh, when I was out in L.A., Dan, this was years and years ago, gave me like nine Wesley Willis self-produced CDs. Wow. And so, he, yeah, the first time he was on MTV, his first like MTV coverage or anything uh, was, was on, we went to the Mercury Lounge and interviewed Wesley Willis. And, uh, he headbutted me, and oh, awesome. I'm really. And, oh know, my God, he headbutts everyone. Yeah, that, yeah. that means he likes you. Yeah, he liked me. You know, <laughs> he said he was going to write a song called Squirt TV. <laughs> um, he did not. He says that to everybody. Did he? Uh, was he? I know I'm I'm, sw- I'm switching gears here, but I'm fascinated. With, did Wesley? I mean, it's sex and other human activities. So let's make the other human activity Wesley Willis. <laughs> he was a human activity unto himself. Yes, he was, was he? Was he medicated at any point? Was he under yeah. care? Yeah, he was. Um, he was under care, and and in fact, there's a, actually there's a document about um, him which is pretty good and he had he had so many friends and he had friends that would take him in and and uh, one girl lived with him made sure that he took his medicine made sure that his um, money was taken care of um, but you know because he did make money he got signed to like by Rick Rubin to wow. American you know like um, Wesley was and he always had cash because people would buy his his drawings on the street and his his self-produced CDs and if he saw that you had more money he would charge you more like, <laughs> that's awesome he was an amazing businessman, um, but yeah, he was chronic schizophrenic, and and um, and yeah, he but he was really well taken care of his whole life. That's he had a awesome. lot of great friends, and and was um, he just a really a kind home. person? Yeah, he was really sweet. He was just like uh, you know, gentle giant, you know, who just unfortunately had every once in a while would have these uh, episodes or mm-hmm. out, as he would call them, had outburst, you know, and um, but boy. Oh, I miss Wesley Willis. He's just awesome. It sounds like a pretty. It sounds like he had a remarkably wonderful life and an ideal life for someone who might otherwise have just been on the street exclusively. Yeah. No, Wesley. Um, you know, if it had gone another way, Wesley was the kind of crazy person you would cross the street to avoid. Mm-hmm. You know, he was you know homeless for many years, and he was he's this chronic schizophrenic, three hundred and fifty pound black man with a scar on his face. Wow! You know, like this was not um, your typical pop star, <laughs> yeah, um, to say the least. But he was so kind. And so sweet and, and had such a um, a warm heart and legitimately loved people and people loved him. And he was talented. You know, there was there was a method to the madness. And oh, uh, yeah. So. So, yeah, it, it's it's really interesting. It's it's a th- th- there is a documentary on it, um, which I, th- I think I'll check it out. I'll yeah. 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 get to see that. Yeah. Um, the person that I would definitely compare him to the most, Daniel Johnston. Daniel Johnston, I, I interviewed a couple years ago at uh, at Sirius XM, and it was literally a true highlight of my life. Oh, absolutely. And the guy, um, again, is another person who is just 
warm and smart and funny and D- Daniel um, not suffering so severely from the same you know the, the, in the same way that Wesley was you no know? Uh, Wesley was really crazy but Daniel is is too but he's you know fun and more functional absolutely and, uh, yeah. and the family but and and my God, what a genius! And um, one no, of my I, favorites I, ever. The greatest. I, I talked to him, and he came in, and we talked about Lori. Uh, oh, written so many he loves talking songs. about Lori. He does, you know. And and uh, he played live in the studio, and just was. He's just awesome. He's yeah. just Daniel Johnston. I was really. I put that. It's actually on my blog somewhere. If you go like searching past old things about Rebecca Black, uh, many many pages back, you can find the Daniel Johnston interview. So I, I put that on the internet because it was. Special. He's yeah. a fellow Texan, right, Marcus? Yeah, absolutely. I saw him. I uh, met him whenever I was 16, had no idea who he was, just wandered into uh, Emo's in Austin yeah. uh, and saw him play with Danny and the Monsters. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that was the time. And I had no clue who he was. And I uh, went up and I like bought a CD. I was like, man, you're so great. Like, I, I love you so much. Uh, like, this was just such a great concert. And about. I think like a year or two later, I was watching MTV Two, mm-hmm. and oh, he just the best MTV, the now. best, that is like, the best MTV ba- and now. back then, like it was amazing, like in like the late nineties, something like. You know, that. they're bringing back 120 minutes with they, Matt Pinfield. Seriously, <laughs> yeah. it's with Pinfield doing it. Pinfield's hosting it. Oh, that's fucking and awesome! It's coming back. It's yeah. just awesome. Yeah. And I saw, and just all of a sudden, this promo came up, and they were talking to Daniel Johnston, and I, my head almost exploded. <laughs> like I had no idea that this guy was famous. Yeah. Like that he was actually. That's like so he was cool. a big famous guy. One year at South by Southwest, I uh, during like the week I was there, I uh, began and ended. Uh, with Daniel Johnston shows. Wow. Like, he opened the festival, and then he uh, ended at this uh, small place on 6th Street, and I bought a t-shirt from his parents. That's like, amazing. Like, his parents was, were running the merch booth. That's a perfect... Uh, I was just at South by Southwest all last week. It was my first year there. We were we were down there live, and you know, I interviewed, like, you know, 40 bands in four days or something. <laughs> it was really crazy, but uh, it was a lot of fun, and uh, uh, yeah, that town loves... Daniel Johnson. I, mm-hmm. I saw like a girl. She came up to me. He's like, "Hey," and, and I was like, "I love your shirt." She had the uh, the "Hi, how are you?" Uh, the classic Daniel Johnson shirt, which is uh, famous because Kurt Cobain would wear it a lot. Yeah, um, he wore it on the one of the Rolling Stone covers yeah. they were on. I think he wore it on SNL. Like uh, he just was, you know, was that, that's what Kurt would do. He was if he was a fan of your band, he would wear the shirt because it would be in a zillion magazines and stuff. Uh, so he really was a big supporter of Daniel Johnston. He's the best. Yeah. This is, um, it, and that's just an example of like a community. The, both of those examples of Wesley Willis and Daniel Johnston, in different ways, are examples of, of what happens when a community um, takes care of somebody. Yes, and and certainly with you know, it's something I've been thinking about a lot. Excuse me, because um, I'm uh, I'm writing. I'm I'm finishing up my memoir. Hopefully, it'll be finished by the next time we we record next week. Um, but uh, I'm finishing up my memoir right now, and it's due. And, and are you uh, freaking out? <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Oh oh, I've got twenty thousand words left to write, uh, but I can do, do it. it. I can do it. it. Yeah. I can do it though, because in college, like I would just leave shit till the last minute. So I'm um, like, I can fucking do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna be crazy, but I'm gonna do it. But um, just reading the stuff that I've been writing, thinking about like how my parents looked after me and took care of me and have continued to and 
um, and, and seeing, you know, what can happen when you have a supportive family that helps you versus not. Um, it's, it's such a beautiful thing. And uh, we, I feel like the things we talk about the most on sex and other human activities are mental illness um, to, you know, whether that includes uh, addiction or schizophrenia, you know, whatever, depression, anxiety, um, and, and fucking. Yeah. <laughs> That's I mean, it. It seems like the other human activities is just crazy. Crazy. <laughs> well, well, crazy pussy is the best pussy. I've been saying this for years. <laughs> And, you know, uh, yeah. Oh, God, say that, man. <laughs> it's, it's, true. It's so true. It's just a fact of life. It, it is. It's the just one of those things. The crazier a girl is, like, for some reason, that, that and that is every girl that I want to fuck. I mean, I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm fucked up. Like, there's one area of my life where I am fucked up. Yeah, and, and you just, know it's a bad idea. And like, I the whole do, time. I've gotten better at it, like, over the years. Like, I've gotten better. Like, you know what? I'm not going to invite any more girls into my apartment where I have to hide my wallet before they come. <laughs> so you're talking, like, real, like, oh, like real they fucking might kill crazy. your cat. Yeah, like, yeah. which is which is literally the worst thing I can think of. Right, but, yeah. Like, but, yeah, that girl, I want to fuck that girl. <laughs> yeah. I, you know... I'm really good at sex, and I'm, I guess, crazy, but not crazy enough. I feel like I'd get better at it if I, like, maybe I should start doing doing bad drugs. <laughs> maybe no. I'd get better at it. I'd be like, well, you know. Um, I, I think, that, but I, what I've noticed is crazy guys, like guys who might kill you, aren't really they're usually they're usually rapists like yeah. it doesn't mm-hmm. work the other way guys who are the best at sex are good guys are nice guys and, and and that's why you will see a nice guy crazy girl combo frequently oh yeah guys who are the best at sex are i find guys who grew up uh nerdy and maybe morphed into a hot dude um or just morphed into like a cute nerd dude or are just still fucking nerdy <laughs> like give me a fatty who give me like a a fatty who has acne scars and is really great at writing code. <laughs> he's probably gonna be fucking awesome. He'll he will at least eat pussy forever. Oh yeah. yeah you yeah. need like what the the ideal thing is a nerd who was bullied at certain points or looked down on at certain points, but who worked hard and has built up some confidence in himself. Like that the the sort of post nerd confident adult. That guy's gonna be awesome at sex. Ding 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 ding. <laughs> I win. <laughs> you win. Yay! <laughs> That's why it, it just is because there's a there's a humble well, there's a willingness to cooperate while at the same time a confidence in like going after what you want and that that's the ideal out there dudes. Well, here's a guy I, I got to get to Abe because Abe from New Jersey, holy shit, sent me sent us to, to uh, Sarah at sarahbenincasa.com. This email, oh, oh my God. You know, he said a lot of nice stuff to us because we're awesome. He said, thank you for the wonderful podcast you guys have put together and keeping me awake at work. Oh, God, I hope he's not a truck driver. Um, He said, I wanted to say your podcast is simply fantastic. It's so refreshing as a guy to hear a lady speak about sex in the manner that you do, which ties in with my question. Thank you, Abe. I just got out of a three-year-long relationship. The girl I was involved with was very sure about a particular theory. She claimed... I almost can't even say it. She claimed that no girls enjoy sex (laughs) at all. Nothing about it. What a daffy broad. (laughs) (laughs) Now, that's not crazy. That's stupid. Yeah. Now, reasonable me knows that she's being kind of ridiculous, but unreasonable me is, well, unreasonable. This can't be the true, right? Do the majority of women not enjoy sex? There's no way women do it just for the hell of it. And then he wrote, P.S. I know I shouldn't have stayed in that relationship for that long. (laughs) 
And so he knows. Yeah. He knows. Abe, Abe knows he was in love. He stayed with her. When you're in a relationship, it creates... Sometimes a kind of uh, it creates its own world. Sometimes the rules of that world are really fucked up, and uh, they don't apply to the real world. Like when a woman stays with someone who abuses her, or a man stays with a girl who continually fucks his relatives. Like whatever, <laughs> uh, you know. It, it, when you're in love, you make these agreements and these bargains with with another human being that would not stand up in a court of law, no. and often don't stand up eventually in a court of law. He created a world with this woman who he loved and adored, and he began to kind of believe her. There's a part of Abe that after three years of being indoctrinated, believes that women do not enjoy sex. Okay. I have my feelings about this as a lady, which I will unleash loudly in a moment, but I would like to hear from you guys first. What would you say to Abe? Uh, got advice from for the future? Do you think where, where would the, do you think the girl is right? Well, this is really interesting because um, uh, you know another podcast another podcast I did uh, recently I did this uh, uh, Bailey J's podcast. She's a, uh, a transsexual porn star, uh, a AVN uh, transsexual porn star of the year. And Yay! congratulations. She's, and um, she's beautiful. Like you'd be like, "Whoa, that has a dick. That's amazing." <laughs> like it's like real. It's pretty crazy. Um, and and beyond her being a porn star and stuff, they're like way smart and funny. And she said something very similar. Um, that like yeah, like most women don't enjoy sex, what? like because they don't want to get in and eat ass. Like I won't say it the way I won't do it justice the way that Bailey said it. Where did eat ass come in? All she of loves sudden? the ass and stuff. Oh, okay. Well, she I'll does. Eat the, I'll <laughs> eat the butt. Yeah. I'll eat the butt. Um, you just gotta it, in the. I'll eat the in the shower or immediately. Post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, and if some guy eats my asshole, I'm like, let's get married. Yeah, I, I, which is a wonderful thing to, to do with your mm-hmm. time. And I don't know why more gentlemen don't do it. Again, anyway. post shower, wonderful. Yeah, post um, shower, love it. But she 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 had said this, um, and and I was like, that's not true because I've just met you know like there's a lot of girls that like are like, oh yeah, I love dick, and uh, you know what I mean, and they don't, you know what I mean. They're just saying it to like be cute, or yeah. and I think that that's what she was taking issue with. Okay, but. They're straight up, it's just straight up not true. I've been with too many, um, far too many uh, (laughs) women that have um, just enjoyed sex to the point where, like, sometimes where it's like, I don't want to fuck right now. (laughs) Yeah. No, like, I'm watching Conan, leave me alone. You know what I mean? (laughs) Something. Like, and I just don't believe it. So I really kind of. I don't know if he met this particular lady in uh, batshit crazy town, New mm-hmm. Jersey, or what. But <laughs> yeah, like, that's all of New Jersey. But, but like, what's what's going on? Why does she, and I don't think it's his fault. I think no. this is something that like she is cut off or something. Like she's get fucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's his fault at all. Not his fault. I think that he. This is a person who had either was raised to hate her body, had something Some very bad happen to her, yeah. or um, simply has never been with someone who could, uh, who, who, who was able to, I don't know. Which she, she couldn't communicate. She can't communicate. She made this agreement. She made this belief. At, she agreed with this belief at some point. Maybe her mother told her this. She could have been raised with a mother who always was like, ugh, your father, ugh, I hate, ugh, I just do my duty, and that's how it is for a woman. Yeah. And there are mothers who will teach their daughters that, and that's horrifying to me. But this girl is, this woman is incorrect. Well, I find it interesting that she says all women. <laughs> like, because that to me makes it, uh, that to me makes her, it makes it sound like, 
she doesn't necessarily even believe it that much. She wants it to be true so much. Yes. Like, she really wants it to be true, so it's easier for her to say, all women, rather than, I, don't I sex. hate right. sex. You yeah. Know, it's like, all women hate sex, rather than just me. She may be asexual. Could and be. she may be trying to justify it in a way she may not understand. There are some people who, for a lot of different reasons that I don't understand, do not want to engage in sexual intercourse. For many, many, many reasons. And... She may be someone who simply is asexual and does not feel sexual arousal. You know, I don't know why. And it might be easier to say, you know, uh, this is normal and this is how it is for all women. Then, yeah, 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 it's this typical stupid kind of uh, – her attitude about it is stupid because she's trying to justify her particular quirk by claiming everyone is that way. And anytime you claim everyone is a certain way, you're wrong. Yeah. So she's wrong, Abe. She is. And I'm not saying that all women are fuck bunnies. Some women like sex a lot. Some women don't like it at all. Your girl. Um, some some women are neutral on it. Some women fucking love sex. But, you know, w- what's more important to me is that you are able to heal, I think. And going forward, I've had the experience of being in sexless relationships. It sucks yeah. when, for a variety of reasons, the the partner um, does not want to engage in sex or, regardless of desire, what is not able to. And that it becomes so – it's heartbreaking. It is difficult. You feel rejected. You feel frustrated. You feel angry. You feel horny. You feel guilty about feeling the previous things. Sometimes you can be in a relationship where it becomes – if you're with a partner who doesn't want sex, it becomes as if you are a sinner or you are rude or you are overbearing if you desire to do what humans love to do. And so my concern for Abe is that he heal from the experience and deprogram a lot of the shit that he has learned so that he can be happy and so that he can enjoy sex with other people. Because he has been trained at this point. Because obviously he loved this woman. She was probably so beautiful. And he was like, maybe he was like, oh, I never thought I could get a girl like this. Or, uh, you know, I have stayed in multiple relationships in the past that did not have much sex or any sex because I kept thinking, well, if I do this, it'll change. If I do this, it'll change. If I can just show this person this. Or if I can just do this. Or maybe if I nag. Maybe if I plead. Maybe if I don't say anything about it for a while. Maybe if I cry. (laughs) That never works. <laughs> um, you know, you end up doing things. You end up humiliating yourself sometimes. I certainly have. I've done things that I'm not proud of in an effort to get the other person to fuck me. In the end, you just want the person you love to want to love you back. And she may have been incapable of doing that physically. So, Abe, I, I am concerned and I want you to know that it's a bit of a head trip. It's a mind fuck. And just... Treat yourself carefully moving forward and understand that you're going to have some beliefs based on this relationship that are not going to prove true in the future. So, In fact, most beliefs. Most beliefs. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, dude, bitches love dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. The wisdom of Jake Fogelness, everybody. The wisdom of Jake Fogelness. Well, uh, you must come and hang out with us at twitter.com slash Jake Fogelness, jakefogelnest.com. Jake, thank you so much for hanging out All with right, us. Thank you, guys. Yay! Yeah. Hey, you were great, man. Thanks awesome. so much for coming on. Yes, and of course, uh, twitter.com slash Marcus Parks, twitter.com slash Sarah J. Benincasa, Sarah Benincasa.com, and uh, Sarah at Sarah Benincasa.com is where you must go to ask us all sorts of fun questions. Jake, did you have fun? This is the best. Yes. You guys are the greatest. Awesome. Oh, God, we are. We agree. <laughs>
<laughs> yep, agree. Yep. Double thumbs up every time. Yay! Well, we will chat more with you next time, guys. And uh, subscribe and tell your friends to subscribe too. Bye. Goodbye.